Amen. The Spirit was moving over the water 
morning. This is the time in our service where we celebrate communion. And this morning, I'd like to borrow a little bit of my Methodist upbringing and use just a tiny bit of liturgy this morning. Hear what comfortable words the scriptures have to say. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. Jesus says, I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. In the same night that our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Would you pray with me? In coming to this table, merciful Lord, we do not trust in our own righteousness, but in your many and great mercies. Grant us, gracious Lord, that we may partake of this sacrament of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may walk in newness of life, may grow into his likeness, and may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. So let's take the bread. Thank you, Jesus. And the cup. coming up in October, we hope that you will really enjoy beginning actually this Sunday, the first Sunday of October. October 3rd, we have our first youth event of the fall right after church. 
in the main auditorium at the museum. Please let Katie Nelson know if you plan to attend, if you know any youth, if you want to have pizza and games and fun and a Bible study. Then the following Sunday, that's the 10th, we're going to begin a new series on gratitude. <laughs> no, you go ahead. It's last but not least. October 31st is a Sunday. It's the fifth Sunday of the month. So we're going to have an all-in Sunday for our kids that are older than five get to join us in the large worship service and be part of the service. And then right after, we're going to have a family picnic at the park across the street. So kids, wear your costumes. Parents, wear your costumes. <laughs> we're going to have a blast, including all kinds of fun games. So uh, get ready. It's going to be a blast October 31st. And have some fun together. Have some fun together. So Mission Vineyard, looking forward to October with you. See you soon. My microphone that is now on. Thank you, God, for microphones. God, we thank you so much for the way you provide for our church financially, for the way that uh, you continue to give us opportunities uh, to worship you with our finances. And so I pray that all the tithing, all the giving that goes on, whether it's online or in person, that you would just bless your, your kingdom good, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And I think, I can't remember where we're doing giving now, if we're passing it around, but there, it looks like there's baskets. There's a basket by the table if folks bring gifts that they want to give uh, as part of your worship to God and our continual work. In this society, we have a continual work against consumerism and materialism, and God gives us this gift of tithing and, and giving offerings so that to, keep us, um, to keep us whole in him, the right perspectives on our finances. Uh, one of my favorite musicians is Johnny Cash. And he stole a song from the Eagles and remixed it, and it was fantastic. Anything that Johnny Cash stole and did a new version of just became better, whether it was Nine Inch Nails, whether it was the Eagles, whatever. He just did it, I mean, that deep, desperado. It wasn't his song. Why don't you come to your... Do you know that song? Nobody started singing with me. You know it? You better come to your senses before it's too late. We've got an opportunity today as we continue through and actually we're finishing our sermon series on forgiveness and getting free and uh, finding hope in the midst and peace in the midst of our uncertainty. Today we're going to be talking about how forgiveness interacts with healing. That forgiveness brings healing in certain ways. We're going to engage that today. I want to read a scripture that's been the core of our series, which is from John chapter 20, verse 21 through 23. Again, he said, peace be with you. This is Jesus. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they're not forgiven. God gives us this blessing of this command to forgive, and it's for us. He loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. Wherever you're coming from today, I just wanted you to know how much God loves you. He's done everything for you so that he would provide a way that you would be free, so that you could participate in what he wants for you, which is this beautiful act and process of forgiveness. And if you do it, it's done. He's giving us power and authority to do it. Last week, we talked about 
how God's provision in our lives, how we accept forgiveness for our own financial misgivings and our financial mistakes, God opens up our imagination to see everything that he can do for us in our circumstances. As we get free from our finances, God frees us to all of his kingdom activity. He's got a bigger imagination than we do about our finances. He's also got a bigger imagination for our healing than we have. When we seek forgiveness, it opens up. It opens us up to God's imagination for the way that life could be. It opens up his authority in our lives when we embrace forgiveness. We move on in, in, in his work of healing. There's so much more that he wants for us. And so this whole series on forgiveness has really been, how do we enter into the amazingness of God? How do we open up and get free in ways that we can fully experience him? We talked about finances last week, and that's a really sensitive subject, but so is healing. I was with a, a guy, and some of you have served in Afghanistan. I have no idea what you experienced as you served there, but I was talking with a man who just left, and he's still got some, some friends and translators there. Because of the healing that does not exist in Afghanistan, he has a really hard time experiencing God. In fact, I asked him because I knew he needed healing. I just knew it. And I said, hey, do you happen to be a man of God? He said, absolutely not. Not after what I saw. There's just a block that happened in his life that kept him from entering into any kind of imagination for what God could do in the midst of some places that are absolutely not healed. Here, our mission is to welcome Jesus into all of life. Forgiveness opens up those opportunities for us to welcome Jesus in. So my hope is that we engage that today. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, there's so much more that you can do than my words can do. And so I ask that you would just do it. That every word from the scripture, every word from my mouth would be glorifying to you. And that it would strike people's hearts in ways that you would help us to enter into forgiveness and receive healing from that forgiveness, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, I just want to take a moment. Come, Holy Spirit, just... In this awkward silence, just come and speak to us about the things that need to be healed in our own lives, the blocks that we have to your healing, the forgiveness that we need to make, the forgiveness that we need. There is one movement and one thing I feel like the Lord wants us to, to get from this morning uh, I, it was confirmed this morning because the children's lesson is going in the same exact direction. I had no idea. That we are called to be healed, to participate in the healing of others. Our healing is not just for us. We are called to be healed, to participate in the healing of others. We pursue forgiveness to receive healing so that we can participate in the healing of of others. We are meant to get free to help others get free. 
We need healing. Each one of us needs some sort of healing. Some of us have come with needs for physical healing, some of us emotional, some relational healing. We are meant to pursue that forgiveness in our lives to get that healing so that we can pursue healing in other people. We live in a world that needs to be healed. I was thinking about Halloween coming soon, and uh, gosh, all, all the talk about death these days. San Antonio is a great city if you want to like laugh at and celebrate death. When we have, we, when you talk about Dia de los Muertos, we are all about it. And some of us we celebrate it and we engage it because we don't know what to do with it. Death is a really difficult thing to deal with because they're all places where we don't see healing happen the way we want it to. I just did a funeral recently about a man, uh, about a man. It was a man that took his own life. And so the whole community came around and didn't know what to do with it. They just stood there and wondered, why did it happen? Why did it happen to this amazing guy? Uh, horror movies are really popular. and it's, it's opportunities to watch death over and over again and laugh at it and, and be weirded out by it and be scared by it because we really don't know what to do with it. When actually there are places where we haven't been healed. There are places where we recognize healing doesn't exist. And, and so we walk into that tension not knowing what to do with it. We enter into our own forgiveness in order to enter in to healing that the whole world needs. James gives us a way forward in this, and I, I want to go there. Uh, th there's a place of instruction I want to preach through that I believe that's really helpful for our church, really helpful for us, and then hopefully really helpful for our world. This is James chapter 5, verse 13. The instruction's just beautiful, and it's very simple, but it's so otherworldly. It's nothing like what we experience here. Are any of you suffering hardships? Raise your hand. Of course we are. You should pray. Okay, thanks. Are any of you happy? Sure. Sing praises. Okay. Are any of you sick? You should hide that because nobody wants to carry your burden. No, that's not what he says. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. I'm an elder in this church. I'm a pastor elder in this church. You know how weird it is for me still, after 10 years of being a senior leader, to go to somebody and anoint them with oil? Who does that? But time after time after time, this simple place of anointing people with oil and asking for healing and entering into places where they need forgiveness and seeing freedom happen, oh my goodness. The instructions God has for us are bigger than we realize. They're tangible moments where we welcome in the power of God into places where we're blocked up and then freedom happens in ways that we can't even imagine. He continues, he said, such a prayer, and get this, because we've got to lean into this place. Listen real hard. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. All the time, John? Yes. What if it doesn't work the way we see it? Then we've got to go to Jesus with that. John, 
You're saying that healing happens when we pray? Yes. Is it always like we want to see it? No. Is our job for the healing to happen? No. Our job is disobedience. And the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So one of the places of forgiveness I want to engage with us today is forgiving God for when we've gone out and we've obeyed him and we didn't see what we wanted to see. There's a lot of people here who have gone for it and have done that obedience and have become disillusioned and your relationship with God is broken and you judge God for what you saw. One of the places where we're able to receive healing is when we let God be God and in our hearts let go of the places where he didn't heal the way we wanted him to. This instruction from James is simple. And when we don't see it happen as simply, we stop doing it at all. I was, I don't know how many times I've prayed for people for healing. I, I, I couldn't count, hundreds of times. And there was this one time I was listening to the Lord about how to walk through this prayer with this person. It was a, a young woman, and I can't remember how she was suffering, but I got the impression, I said, do you, are you holding anything against anybody? Are there, is there a place of forgiveness in your life that you need to engage? Is there anybody in your life you need to forgive? No, there's no one. I said, are you sure? Are you holding anything against anyone? And she said, well, my sister and I haven't talked for like five years. I said, oh, do you feel like you need to forgive her? Well, I just forgot about it. Yeah, but have you let God into that space, or did you just kind of deal with it on your own? Did you, did you just kind of eject yourself from the situation thinking it was just wiped clean on its own? Yeah, I just, I just kind of forgot about it because I don't want to, I don't know, it takes, takes up too much time, takes up too much mental energy. I just, I said, do you mind just walking with me through forgiveness for her? And so we did. We just said, in the name of Jesus, God, I, 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 take myself away from her judgment. I trust you for her judgment. I forgive her and anything that's between us, I bless her with. I put the cross between you, between her and I. I bless her in Jesus' name. And I, I, I just ask complete forgiveness over me for holding the forgiveness, unforgiveness over her, and I forgive her in Jesus' name. And then we just waited for a second. And I said, what's going on? She said, I don't know, I'm feeling something in my body. Yeah, what's going on? I don't know, like a tingling. Really? Well, thank you, Lord, for your healing. And whatever the situation is, we pray for healing, for physical healing in her body. And then something really powerful. She started shaking. And the power of God came on her in such a powerful way. It was demonstrating to her a kind of love that she couldn't receive before. There was physical love happening. There was physical power happening in her body that was opened up because all of a sudden she wasn't agreeing with the unforgiveness in her life. She was agreeing with the kingdom of God ruling over her life. And in that agreement, she was welcoming the whole of the kingdom of God to move in her life. 
There are scriptures that speak to the truth of this over and over and over again. And I know it's a tension for us, but we have to leave it, lean into it. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes, by what Jesus did on the cross, we are healed. Isaiah 53, talking about how God saves all of Israel by the work of the Messiah. And it's Jesus. He took our infirmities and carried our diseases by what the Messiah, Jesus, did. 1 Corinthians 15.52, It won't all happen now, but one day when Jesus comes back, we will all be changed. We may not see it all. We live in the already and the not yet of the kingdom. We welcome it. We pursue it. We go after it. We walk through our disillusionments with Jesus. We ask him what's going on, and one day it will all be healed. 2 Corinthians 5.17, we lean into the old is gone if anyone is in Christ. And the new has come. This is the reality of what God's doing here on earth. And we need to pursue it, especially when it's hard. Sin and culture continue to keep us in bondage. Sin and culture continue to tell us, well, death is fine. No, I'm an enemy of death. Death is my enemy. Jesus brings life, and I'm going to pursue it. Because we were meant to be healed. So we could heal other people. And if we don't pursue that life, then what we're left with is death. We carry the power of life and death in what we say, Proverbs 18.21 says. It's in the tongue. It's in the power of the tongue. What are the agreements you're making with sickness? What are the agreements you're making with unforgiveness? What are the agreements you're making regarding healing? God is wanting to open our imaginations up to his power no matter what we've experienced. And the first step, I believe, is walking through forgiveness with him. Laying down the agreements that we made that he's not a healer anymore. Laying down the agreements that we've made that I don't want to pray anymore because the last time I prayed, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. He chose to give us the power of life. And following Jesus is hard, but there is more power in life than there is in death. And there's agreement that he wants us to make. It's hard because there are consequences to pursuing forgiveness and healing. We'll look silly. I had a friend of mine, his his family was walking through cancer and he was so worried about it. And Usually the sensitive thing is, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that, and leave it at that. But God took, he brought me to a place of boldness, and it really could have turned out bad if something didn't happen the way I thought it would. But God asked me to say something bold, and I said, it's going to be okay. God's going to take care of the situation. This is a cancer diagnosis. That could be really insensitive to say, oh, don't worry, it's going to be okay. What do you mean it's going to be okay? It's cancer. This is huge. And I said, God's going to take care of it. And he did. Do you know he did? We have the opportunity to look absolutely silly, but we also have the opportunity to speak into places of brokenness and announce life. He loves us so much. He wants us to be opened to his perspective, to be open to his possibilities. I I told him, don't be afraid. God's going to take care of this. And he did. If we pursue healing and forgiveness, it'll be unsafe. 
when we give up our right to judge, when we give up our right to, to judge God when things don't go well, when we give up our right to be angry at people and, and continue to hold things against them, we, we give up our right to be afraid of being taken out by somebody who might have hurt us in the past. Real-life consequences of following Jesus, we might lose friends. How many friendships do you have that have been built on the hate of somebody else? When you say, oh yeah, those people, they're the other side. We don't like them very much, do we? When we pursue forgiveness and healing, all of a sudden God opens up something different. But it may mean that our camaraderie doesn't have to do with unforgiveness anymore. And we might lose friends. When we forgive... When we forgive, when we walk through forgiveness, we make an agreement with God's authority. We say, whatever is going on that I haven't been able to forgive, I believe that God can do better than I can. And I welcome the power of the kingdom to do that work. Whenever we withhold forgiveness, we make an agreement with death. We say, I don't believe that God has power over this. I believe that whatever powers in the world is bigger than God. Does this make anybody else nervous? Walking through forgiveness, pursuing healing, offering ourselves in a way where we go after what God might have, even though we might look silly? I, I really do believe that the freedom that God wants for us does come from first our own forgiveness, our walking through forgiveness, so that healing can come in our lives and healing can be dispersed through our lives as we get free and we see what he has for us. He's chosen to give us the power of life. He's chosen to give us this structure. I want to look back on James again. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So I want us to take a minute. We're going to spend a lot of time in ministry today, and you're not going to hear me talk so much because I believe that God wants to do a lot today, more than, more than the words I could give through a sermon. I want us to keep this scripture up and keep it rotating as we begin to deal with some forgiveness that we need to walk through. And I want to see what kind of healing God does. As I do that, let's bring up the words that the prayer team had from this morning. There's a prayer team that co-discerns in the morning how God might want to heal people here. Pain in their midsection. For someone to be ready, God's going to use you. Someone who's striving, God will sustain you. So there's some healing that's spoken out right now for people right now. I don't know if that refers to you, but I want you to take it with a grain of salt that it's possible that God is wanting you to be healed. Right now, if you would just take a moment, if it's helpful, close your eyes. 
If there's a place in your life that needs healing, whether it's a relationship, maybe it's physical healing. I know there's many people in the church that are dealing with physical pain that won't stop. Maybe a relationship that's not reconciled. And for just a moment, if you would just picture it in your hands in some way and surrendering it to Jesus. Jesus, I surrender this part of me, this part of my life that's not healed. I give it over to you. God, I ask you to bring light to every single part. You know, it's that place in your life that needs healing. It could be an addiction. could be a wounding from the past. Say, Jesus, would you bring light to this situation? And would you show me where I need forgiveness? God, would you open up and bring light to every part of my life where there may be unforgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we uh, let things go. It means that we fully embrace the grief of the situation. It means that we fully engage the bigness of what needs to be forgiven. So I want you to, if we can, Lord Jesus, I welcome you into that place where forgiveness is needed. Lord, would you grieve with me that place as I surrender it to you? And now, would you take the bold step and say, in the name of Jesus, it's forgiven. And there may be some of you that need to say, in the name of Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. Now, for just a moment, would you let God love you? So what does that mean? It may be in extending your hands. It may mean just pausing and saying, Lord, what do you think of me? And just waiting and letting God speak to you. It may be a sensation. It may be words. But lean in to the palpable experience of God now that that's done. Lord, would you love me?
going to ask Ethan Eva to come back up and um, just begin to play. And then we're going to do something a little bit more bold. I think our prayer people are going to be surprised, and I'm sorry, I'm just trying to follow the Spirit, what he might be wanting to do this morning. Would you forgive me, prayer teams? Uh, so I'm going to read through this scripture again from James. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call on the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. One of the blessings of this verse is that it announces that we don't do this alone. That what's been done in your chairs this morning is great. And yet as a church, we get to do it and bless others with this. So prayer teams, I'm going to welcome you up. Some of you in the corner. Um, I'm going to call on a couple other people too. Arlita, would you come up as well? Gabri, would you come? Carol, would you come? So we have some prayer teams, but I wanted to have a couple more. And what we're going to be doing is announcing over you either healing or forgiveness. And it may be both. It may be that whatever's been dealt with needs to be dealt with by forgiveness and then healing come over you. But we're going to take some steps of faith as worship happens. It may be that some of you are happy. Then you're going to sing some praises. Ethan and Eve are going to lead us in prayer, in, in praise. That's great. But it may be that some of you have been dealing with a sickness or a wounding in your life that you haven't dealt with. You've kind of buried it, and it's been rotting on you. Maybe an unforgiveness that's been rotting on you as well. And we're going to give some extra time to get free this morning and get healing. Uh, Bruce, would you join me as well? Yeah. And these teams are available for you to get freedom, to get healing. We have some anointing oil there as well. Herschel's got some. I think, do we have any other? That's it. So if you want to be anointed by oil, go to Herschel and Carol. And let's let God set us free. Let's let him be who he said he would be in this moment. Let's lean in in faith that we can find forgiveness and healing this morning. And I'll come back in just a moment. the end 
just begun. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. Not for what I've done or for what I've
these moments of prayer can be super weird. Why are we pausing in the middle of the church and spending this time? Why are we talking about brokenness and forgiveness and healing? And it's a really different day. So I, I thank you for the weirdness of today and the grace that God uh, might come and, and do something when we, when we just let him. But I also want to bless you as you go. Would you stand with me? I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That you would go out pursuing forgiveness. That you would go out receiving healing. That you would open your heart continually to God's possibilities for what he can do in your life. You would receive God's mercy and his grace. I bless you in Jesus' name. Next week, we begin a series on generosity. Our friend uh, Randall will be preaching, beginning the service, the, that uh, series. Youth, looking forward to you staying today and enjoying your pizza. And then uh, we look forward to a really fun October. God bless you all. Thanks for coming today. Have a great week.